back to another edition of Weekly Pop. I'm Kevin Schwaller, news editor here at The Vedette, and of course, I'm joined with... Emma Sassick, the editor-in-chief at The Vedette. Well, actually, we are... I'm not. You're not either. You're, <laughs> oh, we're you're nothing. right. Yeah, we are nothing. We're liars. <laughs> we're liars. <laughs> I love lying about our identity. Actually, that is that can be the theme of this podcast, to go with the movie that we saw. That's right. What a beautiful way to end the school year with that. Yes, yeah, so unfortunately, this is our last podcast with The Vedette. We no longer even work here, technically. I guess we're just podcast hosts for now. <laughs> <laughs> just random people that are walking into the building. Yeah, it's just, it's a weird it's a weird move. We're like we've just been sitting in silence like every time before this. But more on that later. We do have other more pressing issues at hand, including Anna Ferris and Eva Longoria. Absolutely, there is no better way to end our time with Weekly Pop at the Vedette than seeing Anna Ferris and Eva Longoria, two of our the mommiest of moms, the <laughs> queeniest of queens. Scam the entire world. <laughs> As mentioned last week, we were went to go see Overboard, and we said before, it is the gender-bent remake of the Goldie Hawn movie from the 70s, and this time, the person with amnesia waking up with no idea who they are is Eugenio Derbez. He plays a spoiled, awful, piece of trash, wealthy <laughs> yacht owner. He's the son of one of the richest people in the world, and after he has a really bad encounter with Anna Ferris, who is just trying to clean his yacht because she's trying to meet, make ends meet with for her oh struggling God. children, and she's a single mother, and she's like being evicted and all this stuff. This worked like 17 million jobs somehow. Right. And she's trying to be a nurse on top of this, so she's trying to make as much money as possible. He, later that night, he ends up getting really drunk and goes overboard, <laughs> hence the title, Ooh. and wakes up on the shore of Oregon, which, even though it was clearly filmed in California, and... I don't know how we ended up there, but... Right. And, well, the whole movie takes place in Oregon. No, so I'm like, why are they all there in the first I place? I think they talked about the, the movie, like, oh, how many yacht... Anyway. Yes. Yes. And, of course, Eva Longoria decides to tell Anna Ferris, hey, you know what? You should pretend to be his wife so he can come be the husband, take care of the kids, do the housework, have a job, make money so she can, you know, study for her nursing exam that's coming up because she really wants to be a nurse and also get some, you know, time for herself to actually breathe because she is also mentally overboard. <laughs> and no point did these women say, you're going to be his wife to take all his money. That was like, right. it seemed like they forgot too that he was super, I, super rich, yeah. but also whatever. Mm -hmm. Just have someone do, I will pay someone to pack up my apartment this Absolutely. week. Who wants to get married? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Who wants to get fake married? <laughs> Anna Ferris obviously goes through with it and... Crazy things happen from this point on. Another little side story is this man's father is very sick. And so now the question is, is who's going to get this company and at one point it's he's going to get the company the son but then the sister is super super jealous because she's like he's an idiot he has no idea what he's doing he's never worked a day in his life i should be the one to right. get right so she's company. unintentionally also helping anna ferris complete her mission without them even knowing that you know those events are happening yes and i love this movie it was so fun it was very fun i loved it i we both the minute it ended we were like Oh, this is great. It was great. <laughs> and last week, I think we said it had a three point something mm -hmm. on IMDb. It now has 4.8, so it is doing better. And yes. I don't really know why people aren't really liking it. I mean, it really wasn't that funny. <laughs> there were yeah. definitely laughs, you know yeah. what I mean? But it, it could have been funny. I wish it was R. I only like R-rated comedies. Yeah, I, would. I yeah. agree too. But yeah, this one, like, it wasn't, the jokes weren't forced or anything. No. Nothing really felt forced. It was just like a, oh, it was just like a stupid film. It was like, oh, don't take anything too seriously. Right. And like, 
because they knew that going into this, it was still very, very fun. Absolutely. And you can tell everybody enjoyed doing yes. what they were doing. The only critique that I agree with that I've been reading is that they didn't actually utilize Anna Ferris's comedy skills. Yeah. Because as everybody should know by now, oh, we goodness. are the biggest scary movie fans on the planet. We probably have quoted Scary Movie 3 or 2 or 4 at least three times a day alone without us even realizing it. That's right. So we know how funny Anna Ferris can be. Yes. And she's also a good actress. And this was a good, you know, opportunity for her to be a regular, I guess, comedic actor. Yeah, it's been a while since she's been in a comic. Like, right. Because she's really been in a film. Yeah. Yeah. So she, of course she does have acting capabilities. I think they could have also merged in how funny she can be a little more. And same with Eva Longoria, actually. She's hysterical. Oh, she is mm-hmm. one of, like, the most upbeat, silly right. people. Like, anytime she goes on talk shows, like, all last week she was doing press for this mm. and with like every show uh james corden who's she's like, like giggling. about to give birth at I any know. moment so oh she's gosh. still she's just so happy herself. about everything absolutely and of course she's hysterical on my other favorite thing desperate housewives mm-hmm. gotta throw that out there <laughs> scary movie three desperate housewives we're going out with a bang today guys That's right <laughs> see how many references we can make <laughs> so saying that they still obviously brought it to the table and they were very good and they worked well together too which is awesome because again we both love them so much mm-hmm. despite the script not being as funny as it definitely could have been it still was very enjoyable and it is actually a pretty good family comedy it is no like, i was just about to say like it's a very heartwarming thing where there was a baby like, in the theater yeah not there a baby. Was, it was a little kid yeah, yeah the baby was like laughing hysterically it was laughing at least someone appealed to the <laughs> film there's a whole family element with this, mm. with her and her three da- daughters, and how everybody ends up really liking this guy, and they're all just kind of worried, like, oh, what happens if he wakes up and realizes his past life and stuff right. like that? So there's a lot of drama in there, but all mixed with, like, cute family stuff. Yeah, I think it was really fun. And again, I do like, you know, 2018 is pulling out all of these gender flip roles on movies, and for example, Traji Pjensen has that movie coming out next year that was originally, I forgot what movie it is, but it originally starred Mel Gibson. What women want. Yes, and then he somehow knows what women are thinking, so mm-hmm. now I Trazi's going to play him, and I don't know how y'all lived in the 80s, because Trazi B. Henson is definitely better <laughs> than Mel Gibson. She's coming for you guys. Oh my god, Mel Gibson is trash. Exactly. <laughs> He's a horrible human you guys being. Thought, you guys thought comedy was funny in the 80s? <laughs> it didn't get funny till. Well, I was going to say now, but the scary movie series. They get funny until the first scary movie came out. <laughs> this podcast is also brought to you by Regina Hall. Just had to throw her out there, too, oh because she is also a savior of the scary movie series. Oh, my God. You know what? We're just going to mix everything we that's happened to. in weekly pop history I know. In this, this is This podcast. is the equivalent to Avengers Affinity War. Yes, this is the most We're ambitious just, crossover. <laughs> We're just going to throw out all these different stops because there's so many things that we love. The one thing that Kevin and I kept laughing about was if this man ever was to wake up and realize that he had amnesia and was kidnapped, we were like, she's going to jail for the rest of her life. This is kidnap. This is identity fraud. We literally kept leaning over and being like, what's going to happen when she's taken away from her kids? She's going to rot and shit. Right, right. Since, of course, it's just a PG-13 rom-com, there wasn't even talk of jail, which is another critique I have, because at least they could have, someone could have been like, well, we should sue her. Some just bring it up. No one brought it up. Everyone just acted like it wasn't Yeah, the family was just like, come. And he was like, "Eh." (laughs) And then she was like, bye. Yeah, and she's really sad. I'm like, you could go to jail. You should be scared, not sad. (laughs) You are the luckiest person alive. Yeah. Let's try it after this Absolutely. podcast. Absolutely. I'm in. Let's do it. Let's let's find someone with amnesia. Great. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, but overall, despite some critiques here and there, it was just a very, very funny comedy. It went by pretty quickly. It did, and it, was, it wasn't even short either. It's Mm-mm. what? Hour 52. It's almost two hours, yeah. It felt like it went by pretty fast. It did. It was really well-paced. Yeah, it was a good comedy. It wasn't the best, but it wasn't bad by any means. Oh, no. Or even, like, tacky or anything. Like, it was just, it was very enjoyable. Oh, yeah, and when you have two of the best actresses <laughs> alive starring in it. <laughs> of, all, of all time. Of all time. Meryl Streep doesn't know. <laughs> how to act anymore. (laughs) She needs to take lessons from this movie. Any final thoughts on Overboard? I think a lot of people would enjoy it. I think they kind of take away the creepiness of the original movie. Oh, for sure. Which, again, was also made in the 70s to their credit, but also, again, saying that how... How did y'all find entertainment and joy back then? Everything was so creepy. It was creepy, but whatever. It's fine. I'm fine. Mm -hmm. So, of course, again, this is our last weekly pop podcast with the vedette. We wanted to kind of take another trip down memory lane one last time because we do love themed podcasts. Mm -hmm. And we're also very busy so we couldn't see another movie. Not that there's one that we wanted to see because, again, we still will not watch Avengers Infinity War. Mm -mm. We have our own (laughs) ambitious crossovers currently taking place. So, yeah, I don't know. What was our, our first podcast was the Oscars predictions yeah last February all the way back in February 2017 and it was the first podcast for the vedette ever yes so y'all credit us (laughs) we started we really did start podcasts for the vedette so we left our mark here we did leave our mark that was a pretty short podcast yeah it's really funny yeah we didn't even have a name for it yet no, no, no. It was just podcast colon Oscar predictions. I did go back in and change all of them at one point. Good. Once we established the name was going to be Weekly Pop, I w- went back in and changed everything to Weekly Pop because it just said podcast. <laughs> and uh, at one point at the end of last year, I remember you and I went to McAllister's here in the bone and just kind of started like listing through oh ideas we had. Like when we just became mm-hmm. like editor, news editor, we just started listing all these ideas we had. And like, it's so hard coming up with a podcast name. That's really, the hardest part of a podcast. It, it, no, it really is. <laughs> and like at just one point, we were like just searching entertainment podcast names. We had a different name at one point, but I forgot what it was. But it never came to fruition. No. And if it did, then it was only for one. And that would have been the Emmy nominations that we did over the summer. Yes. And we might have said it then, which would be awards cast. But then we wanted to become more, like, open to all entertainment because there's only two awards a year. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So we somehow came up to the idea of weekly pop. It makes sense. It happens once a week. Mm -hmm. We talk about pop culture stuff. And it wasn't until later that I realized that E! News has daily pop for Uh, their, like, little tiny, like, web show or whatever they do. But But that's fine. Here we are. Here we are. We're still (laughs) waiting on that sponsorship. Absolutely. (laughs) Since that beginning podcast, like, now it's just so funny and incredible to see, like, our evolution. The first podcast was, like, what, eight minutes long? Yeah. Where we were just saying, I think this person's going to win. What about you? Yeah. (laughs) I think he's going to win. We recapped the Oscars, too, because I remember we talked about Moonlight and La La Land. Mm-hmm. feels like ages ago. It really was ages ago. And our first podcast, As Weekly Pop, started in September. Yes. And that might have been Mother. No, it was us previewing Mother. Mm-hmm. And probably the Emmys, because we were about to say, oh, we're really excited to see Mother. Little did we know that it would traumatize us for the rest of our lives. Because I do remember we talked about it before we saw it. Oh, for sure. And then... That was probably also the Emmys recap, too, or final predictions or something like that. Yeah. And then, of course, the recap came later because that's our job. (laughs) And then (laughs) that mother podcast, both of us sitting in silence. Yeah. We used to list everything out because we just didn't know what to say. 
And now we just kind of go for it. Yeah. And yeah, we're a lot better with it. We are. Yeah. Remember when we used to watch, like, three movies a week mm-hmm. for the podcast? That was way too... Well, I mean, it's not too much. No. We're, yeah. We've just it, been busy the past couple... Actually, we're not even that busy. We just... There's no movies out. No. That's terrible. I know. But like we said in our podcast last week, we have Ocean's 8, Incredibles 2, other <laughs> movies to look forward to. And, of course, we're going to be watching them regardless of wherever we are yeah. in the world. It's just so weird. It is weird. I don't like this. And our, my favorite was the Halloween podcast. Oh, yeah. To this day is the best one. Oh, that was such a passion project. all the votes that we had. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how, I think it was probably like. It was like over 500, wasn't it? Yeah. I think it was at least 60 per poll and there were like 20 different polls. Yeah. And a lot of them had at least 200. Yeah. Because like the first initial ones, the ones that people saw on Twitter, they voted. But then as obviously the farther down you go through the thread, the more you start to lose people. However, we did keep it at, like, probably 10 to 15 categories. Yeah. But there are so many different kinds of horror movies that you just can't, you know, throw any under the bus. So that was really fun. And that reading over like such the, a great one. Yes, and reading the amount of votes and what won and stuff was so fun. I wish we had to do that again. But Halloween is definitely one of the strongest themed podcasts you could do in general. And oh, no yeah. one really cares about Christmas movies or no. Valentine's movies except for us. So There you go. No, but yeah, that, w- that was really fun because mm-hmm. it was like such a completely different route than we've usually done. We could have just very easily listed our favorite movies, mm-hmm. which, I mean, obviously we did for some of them. But it was also fun to just talk about like what the what the critics say, right. what the voters <laughs> say. It was very interactive and we loved that. And then, of course, we were dying half of the podcast. Oh my god. I was looking through my pictures last night mm-hmm. and I saw the one where I'm wearing the face mask for the Coco <laughs> and Olaf's Frozen Adventure podcast and I was literally dead. <laughs> you really were. Oh my god. In case anybody forgot, we had to do a, a weekly health update for mm-hmm. you guys because there was from October to December. Both of us had a cough. Yeah, at least one of us were sick from October to literally two, three weeks ago. I know I was sick for two months at that point. And then this semester, I was sick at three different occasions. There was a fever at one point. Mm -hmm. There was... Who even knows what happened? Us vedettes are disgusting. We really are. (laughs) Actually, we don't work here anymore, so (laughs) y'all are disgusting. I am a guest here, and I don't like the way I've been treated so far. (laughs) I'm going to go home with, like, meningitis or Mm -hmm. something like that. Yeah, and I saw Ladybird when I was dying. Yes, we did go together. Yes, yeah. And you had your mask on. I had pink eye, yeah. It was a whole thing, and I still went to the movies. But it was worth it because, obviously, we love Ladybird. Oh, my goodness. Starring ISU alumna Lori Metcalf. (laughs) Actually, you know what we haven't said in a while? What? Directed by Darren Aronofsky, the director of Black Swan. Starring Oscar Oscar winner Natalie Portman. Oh, my God. It's been (laughs) such a long time. We say that every podcast. Wow. Yeah. Time to re-record. Actually, hold on. Everyone, one more time. Directed by Darren Darren Aronofsky, Aronofsky, starring starring Oscar. Natalie Portman, Portman, who won an Oscar for Black Swan. (laughs) Oh my god. I might say that. Well, we're going to say that probably three more times this podcast, Mm -hmm. just so you guys know. Yes. Another good one was our top recap of Entertainment of the Year in 2017. Oh yes. Where we did our favorite movies, favorite performances and acting, and then favorite songs Songs, and favorite TV shows. So we covered all grounds. Oh my god. And of course, one of the biggest ones was Big Little Lies. We talk about that also almost every week. We were obsessed with Nicole Kidman, Reese Witherspoon, Laura Dern. I am shaking just by saying these women's names. Zoe Kravitz. And there was nothing better than award season where we knew they were just going to win every single time. And it was just as rewarding every single time. Remember when they 
the five of them came out mm-hmm. at the Emmy stage. Wow, what a powerful that moment. That was powerful. It, I was, remember his, it was Kevin's like, Twitter header. It was my Twitter header for a long time, actually. <laughs> Speaking of other favorite things, obviously Beauty and the Beast. Oh, my God. <laughs> that was our favorite movie of 2017. <laughs> was. I was actually thinking about that the other day. I was like, what was my favorite movie last year? And then I was like, oh, oh duh. duh. It was Beauty and the Beast. Honestly, 2017 brought us so many good things other than Beauty and the Beast and Emma Watson being the belle that the world deserves. Yeah. We had Lady Bird, as we mentioned, Call Me By Your Name, Get Out. Coco. Uh-huh. It, Mother, Girl Shrimp. Oh, my God. Sick. I just listed off my top ten. That's what I just said. <laughs> I, Tanya was on there, too. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I think I, Tanya was on it instead of The Big Sick, and I should switch that because I definitely like The Big Sick more than I, Tanya. I had both of them. I think mm-hmm. I did, too. On ta- I, Tanya was number ten for me on, on yeah, the Letterboxd Yeah, on Letterboxd. I, she was, it was number ten for me, too, I think. I don't remember. Either way, we got Girl Strip, Beauty and the Beast, Call Me By Your Name, all in the same year. And so. we had to live through Oscar and really just award season with Tiffany Haddish being snubbed for a Golden Globe SAG and, and Oscar. But yes, as correct as that is, we also witnessed numerous snubs for Beauty and the Beast. Mm-hmm. But it was nominated for two Oscars, it so was. it is a multi-Oscar nominee. I'll never forget waking up that day in January yes. and I was just saying good morning to <laughs> two-time Oscar nominee Beauty yeah. and the Beast, three-time Oscar nominee Get Out. All I'm still pissed about Tiffany Haddish, though. Yeah. Yeah. That was rude. Allison Janney needs to bet Chase that. Yeah, she does. Emma, same with Emma Stone to Natalie Portman. Oscar winner Natalie Portman, directed by Darren Aronofsky, who also directed Mother. Yeah, there we go. Also, Darren Aronofsky, executive or just regular produced Jackie. He did. So Natalie and Darren work well together. And Greta Gerwig was in Jackie she as was. well. Oscar nominated director, writer, everything for Oscar nominee Lady Bird, which also did not win any Oscars. Yeah. Wow, it is such a small world. It really is. Who <laughs> the entire thought? Hollywood industry. It's such a small world. Huh. <laughs> and then we have we talked about some of our favorites already from this year. We have Annihilation, which we were both like. Oh my like, god, I'm obsessed. With, actually, we were I was both just, like, oh my god, about. I was just looking up when it's coming on DVD, but it's not because it's on Netflix in every other country except for the US. Oh, so god. I don't even know when we're gonna get that. I'm pissed because I love Annihilation. Well, that's rude. And of course, we got Black Panther yes. already this year. Oh yeah, Love Simon, an mm-hmm. excellent movie. It is with our mother Jennifer Garner. Absolutely. And we got The Strangers, Blockers, Game Night, a bunch of awesome movies already this Overboard. year. Overboard. <laughs> Overboard, yeah. No, so 2018's off to a good start, but as of now, it's not up to par with 2017, but that's no. okay. Because, I mean, saying that, though, if Black Panther, Annihilation, and Love, Simon came out last year, they would have definitely replaced some things in my top ten list, without for a doubt. Sure. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Like I, Tanya. Mm-hmm. I can do it without her. Absolutely. Yeah, no, we're we're very fortunate with movies right now. We are, and by the end of this year, we're also going to get some great movies, such as Boy Erased, where we're definitely going to see either a lead actress nomination or best supporting actress nomination for Nicole Kidman, and possibly another win. And it's with Lucas Hedges and Joel Egerton, and both are familiar with award season, so be on the lookout for that one. And then there's also speaking of boy, <laughs> there's Beautiful Boy with Timothy Chalamet and Steve Carell. And that one looks pretty good also, so also be on the lookout for that one. Mm-hmm. I know Taraji P. Henson has a few She has a bunch out. of amazing projects lined up. Viola and Viola Davis. Davis. Oh, I'm so happy we're on the same page yeah. with that. Oh my, I'm very excited for this yes, year. Yes, absolutely. And there's, it's awesome because the blockbusters that have come out so far have actually been very good. It's kind of like Get Out last year. So I hope, I hope Annihilation and Love, Simon 
and Black Panther make it farther in they award have season. Some longevity to I definitely them. think Black Panther is a surefire. Oh, for sure. I especially with like the visual effects. Yeah, I just that. wish Annihilation was a summer release again with Beauty and the Beast last year, with it was a summer release, and I wish Love Simon came out also in the summer, or even in the fall. Doesn't really matter. All deserve Oscar nominations or some kind of award. Love. That's right. Speaking of awards, I cannot stop staring at the best vedette cover of all time, Blow No Land. Originally, this room, this podcast room, was just pictures of sports stories and papers, despite, again, weekly popping the first podcast for the vedette. Huh. Hmm. So we eventually printed out a bunch of entertainment-themed papers and front pages and covers and all of this stuff, so they're lined up along the wall, and Blown Land is directly behind Emma, Mm -hmm. and that was my first cover story, actually, for a Thursday paper, and we talked about the Oscars, and it was the first time both of us really got to just indulge and go all out with our love for the Oscars. Page one and three are a Absolutely. amazing and display. it's just so awesome because, like, and then above it, we see this year's Oscars paper. Birds and monsters take over Oscars with Reggie Redbird touching the fish monster from The Shape of Water. And then with Blown Land, it's Reggie and Regina Redbird instead of Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling. And both of these covers are awesome because we ended up utilizing the most nominated movies of their respected years. La La Land was nominated with record-breaking 14 nominations last year. Shape of Water was nominated with 13 this year. Both also won, I think, the most Oscars. They did of their respective years. And then obviously Shape of Water won this year's Best Picture. La La Land had a little <laughs> snafu it, with It kind of won for about two seconds. It won for two minutes. <laughs> no, so that's but, really awesome, right? Yeah, these were beautifully done by our past and current art directors. Last year's La La Land was by Nick Bugle, and this year's was by Flynn Garrity, who also did the Black History Month yes. cover that featured Barack Obama, Beyonce, Simone Biles, and it was spectacular. Just beautiful. Yes, they're both awesome. And we would not have been able to actually go all out with the Oscars as much as we could have without Blown Land or Birds and Monsters take over Oscars without their work. Oh, so yeah. thanks, guys. Kudos <laughs> to all of you. Yeah, and obviously this year we got to really step it up because this year we just kept... I'm about to, we're about to brag so hard, but we just got to talk with and interview and meet countless celebrities. Oh my goodness. Before we even started Weekly Pop, our first celebrity encounter was with Jane Lynch. It was about like a week or two before we even did stuff related yes. to It was literally right around that time. It was awesome though. Yes. In terms of like our love for entertainment. Oh my God. We were freaking out and both of us loved Glee and watched it while it was on TV. I was so. just listening to Glee this morning actually. Yeah. I just signed up for pre-sale tickets for Leah, Michelle, and Darren Chris. So. so there, so there you go. <laughs> And then later on, we got to meet Patricia Arquette, Oscar winner Patricia Arquette. Yes. And then... She was really nice, too. She was. She was so sweet. She just came over, and Oscar winner literally just came over and just started talking to random people that showed up to one of her talks where she came to ISU. So cool. She was so nice. Remember her red blazer that looked like it was a part of the red carpet? It did. I touched it. Yeah. It's very nice. <laughs> and she was awesome. And then, of course, this year we got to talk with Jessica Roth, who was in La La Land as well. Yes. And Angela Rosard, who's in our other favorite movie, The Bling Ring, starring Emma Watson, who also plays Hermione Granger and Belle in the nominated films Harry Potter series and Beauty and the Beast. But no biggie. <laughs> anyway, yes, we got to talk with them, and they were so nice. And actually, we just found out that, that there's a whole video of our encounter with them. Yes. We just found this out during when we did Truth or Dare, which we'll go into next. Yes. But it was so awesome because we got to see them talking with us. And we did see them over Skype, but somebody put together this awesome video where... From, like, multiple angles. Yeah, it looked like a real interview. It was so cool. Well, so, I really like that. 
And yes, we got to talk with Truth or Dare stars Lucy Hale and Tyler Posey, despite not actually being able to see them on Skype. But they did see us. They did. Yes, which we confirmed later. We were the only, like, one of three We were one of three that they could see, and there were a lot of people, so that was awesome. So that's all I really needed, and we do have that video, too. Yes, and I love Lucy and Tyler as well. They were so awesome, too. They They definitely, again, as we said before, they loved our question the most. (laughs) They really did, and you guys got a little exclusive clip on the story and podcast and everything, so you are very welcome. And then, of course, we got to talk with two-time Oscar nominee Richard Jenkins, yes. who was nominated for the winner of Best Picture, The Shape of Water, for his work as Giles. Oh, he was just phenomenal. He's an Illinois Wesleyan alumnus, and he was just so happy to talk to us, and I'm mm-hmm. sure he just loved kind of reminiscing about his, his time past. in to normal as a college student. Yeah, he was so fun. He really was, and it was. I'm pretty sure it was like a nice break from him just constantly doing the same Shape mm-hmm. of Water questions. So, right. thanks, Richard. Thanks, two-time Oscar nominee Mr. Jenkins. <laughs> <laughs> And then we also tried to talk to uh, ISU alumna Lori Metcalf, who was nominated for Lady Bird. She's also nominated for a Tony now. Yes, she yes. is. Her, like, fourth or fifth mm-hmm. nomination. She yeah. already won one last yes. summer. So that was, it was just very busy with her schedule. Again, she actually, actually, she was nominated for a Tony for the play she was working on when we tried to contact her. That's right. So that's what, she was too busy doing work. That would end up getting her a Tony nomination. She's too busy being a Tony winner and right. Emmy winner. Right. So that's awesome. Richard mentioned her to us during yes. our interview, and he said that he would like get her to do our little show and all. <laughs> so we were like, okay, please. If yeah, you and can, he said help she's us. like an amazing actress and stuff. So it's awesome that they're friends. And I'm sure during the award season, they definitely reminisce mm-hmm. about the fact that they, I don't even I don't think it was at the same time, but they're both college students in Bloomington Normal, literally right down the street from one another. And that's so cool because they were doing award season together. And that's the first time in Illinois state history, actually. Yeah. And we got to cover it. Didn't they also do that variety, Actors yes, on they Actors? Yes, Actors on Actors. They asked each other's questions. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's kind of cute. It is cute. Again, I wish, but they didn't talk about it. I see one. That's so weird. If you I go know. to school five minutes away from each other, it's something you should definitely bring up in a conversation. But okay. I'm sure they did, but yeah. It but was not, off, not on off screen, camera. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so overall, just an amazing year with podcasting stuff, news stuff, talking to people. Resume building. Resume building (laughs) and being in a therapy session for an hour each Monday to really help us relax with stuff. And I can't believe that it's already May 7th. And this is the last one here. But like we said, we're not going to be done completely with Weekly Pop. We're not? We're not. (laughs) We are just kind of in the process of figuring out schedules and how we're going to do stuff and seeing where we can go from here so exactly we are not giving up on this stay tuned for that stuff in the somewhat near future hopefully but before we sign off we have to say a huge thank you to everybody that bothered to listen to this (laughs) podcast Yes, we saw that there were listeners from all over the world. Oh Usually each podcast gets at least 200 listeners, if not sometimes it's been 500, 600. I know, when we more. really went off on a podcast. Right, right. No, but we had listeners, obviously, in the United States, but in like the UK, France, Germany, Philippines, Japan. We had listeners from every continent except for Antarctica. So. I hate when the penguins don't listen to us. <laughs> rude. That's so rude of them. No, but thank you everybody for sticking with us throughout this lovely, crazy journey that we went on where we rambled most of the time as we are right now. Like, yeah, and as we said before, it's a huge form of therapy for us to do this every Monday. So we are super thankful that people bother to listen. And we hope we provided some joy in your lives. Probably not. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> well, for the last time... I'm Emma Sasek. And I'm Kevin Schwaller. And we will see you here soon enough. Ooh.